Hi and welcome to St Ninian's Online. My name's Stuart, I'm the minister at St Ninian's Church in Stonehouse and it's my pleasure to welcome you this morning. Today we're exploring a well-known passage from John's Gospel, chapter 14. It's one you've probably all heard before at some point, usually it's one that's read at funerals. But we're going to explore it in a bit more depth today and find out what Jesus was really talking about when he said, I am the way, the truth and the life. So let's hear Cameron read the passage for us this morning. Today's reading is from John chapter 14 verses 1 to 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe in also me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where we are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you for such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am the Father, and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak in my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. This is one of those passages that gets associated with a particular time and place, particular moments in our lives. It's commonly read at funerals, and it's not hard to see why. This is Jesus offering comfort to his friends shortly before something unspeakably traumatic happens. The writer places this conversation between Jesus and his disciples having the Last Supper together and the moment where Jesus washes his disciples' feet. This is the after-dinner conversation. Jesus has washed their feet, he's shared the Passover meal with them and his followers are scared because Jesus has told them that he's not going to be around for very much longer. This is part of the long section of John's Gospel called the Farewell Discourse. It's Jesus explaining lots of stuff and answering lots of questions. Explaining what he wants his followers to do once he's gone. But first, first he offers comfort. Do not let your hearts be troubled. But they are troubled. Just as many of our hearts are troubled in these strange and difficult times. What comes next is probably one of those passages we've all heard before. 
In my father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may also be. And you know the way to the place where I'm going. And that all sounds really nice. But if you're anything like me, you're probably thinking, what does that mean? And why would you say that to a group of people who are scared and upset? All of it comes down to one of the themes that runs all the way through this story. The idea of abiding. Abide is a word that we use differently these days to in previous times. Now it means to accept or act in accordance with, so I abide with that decision. Or to be unable to tolerate something, I can't abide that. Or a memory or a feeling that won't fade or be lost. An abiding memory. But in old language, abide means to live or to dwell somewhere. Where do you abide would mean where, where do you live? Or in Scotland we might say where do you stay? I abide in that house over there. And our word abide comes from an old English word, bidan, which means to wait. And that gives us a clue to the theme of abide and, and what that means in John's Gospel. And why it's important for us to help us with this passage today. If abiding is about staying somewhere, living somewhere, being somewhere, well, where? Jesus' answer is that we, just like his disciples, should abide in God. That's what this well-known verse about my father's house having many mansions or dwelling places or rooms, that's what it's about. In Jesus' time, there were no hotels. When someone was travelling, they would simply stop and ask for a bed for the night. And, and people would give it to them. They would give them somewhere to stay. Most people, especially in villages, lived quite differently to how we live now. The closest thing that we might have is, is something like perhaps a, a small estate or a wee group of houses on a plot of land. We might call it a compound. A group of houses all together with lots of family members living in them. And the head of the household is the old man, the father. So Jesus is again giving us a vision of plenty, of space, of welcome, of invitation for all. There are lots of dwelling places in my father's house. But where is it? Where is my father's house? And how do I get there? That's Thomas's question. We have absolutely no idea where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus' answer is one of those sentences that's been used by people to suggest exactly the opposite of what Jesus intends. I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. There it is. Jesus is the only way to heaven. He said it himself right there. Except that's not what he's saying at all. He's responding to Thomas's question. Your father's house. Where is that and how do we get there? Remember, Jesus' followers at that time were not called Christians. 
That was a name that didn't appear until much, much later on. They were followers of the way of Jesus. And that's partly because of this saying. The thing that Jesus said in this passage, I am the way. What he's saying is, be like me. That's how you get there. It's not a place that we're going to, it's a way of being. You don't arrive, you become. You become by following my way. Jesus has already warned lots of times against false teachers and fake messiahs. All their promises of a quick fix or some kind of spiritual pyramid scheme where the people at the top are the only ones who looked after at the expense of the poor and the destitute. Remember these I am statements. They're not just about the object of the sentence. I am is the name of God. I am the truth. Well, that reminds us that God is the truth. There's nothing false or fake about God. John's Gospel, this story of Jesus, is all about God choosing to abide with us. That amazing passage at the beginning of this story tells us that the Word was with God and that the Word was God. And the Word was there at the beginning of all things. That Word becomes flesh and a person, a person called Jesus. God moved into the neighbourhood. But why? Why would God do such a thing? The whole point is to show us how to live. That it's possible to live the way that God intends us to live. That there is a way to do it. That way is possible because the truth is God loves you. That God gave you and me life. Abundant life. Life that's rich and full. And that life lived to its fullest. Well, that's achieved when we live as God wants us to live. Jesus is telling his friends how to do that. Travel my way. Abide in me just as I abide in you. And that way you'll arrive at my father's house. And you can stay there. You can abide in that love forever. And there's room for everyone. Again and again, Jesus talks about relationship. That he and God are one. A complete and perfect relationship. But this isn't one of those look at my amazing relationship with God things. It's an invitation. This is what God wants for us. To have life, to have that same relationship. For you and for me to live well. To have good, honest and truthful lives. To live out the commandments which are the framework for good living. Don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal, don't kill. But those are all don'ts. Do not. What should we do? How should we live? Well, that all flows from loving God and being loved by God. So do good. Do justice, do kindness, do compassion and caring. Do noticing the need of another. Do looking beyond our own concerns. Do sharing, do making space for other people. Do respect, do peacemaking. It's all there, shown to us by Jesus. This is what it looks like. This is the way. This is truthful. This is life. 
knowing that we're loved changes us. It gives us value and worth and security, a sense of self, a, a place in the world. But the context of this conversation, it's not a happy one. Jesus is giving comfort in the face of what's to come. He won't be there. In fact, things are about to get as bad as they possibly could. But in the middle of all of that, Jesus is concerned for his friends, for their well-being. And he tells them, don't worry. If you've seen me, you've seen God. And I'm about to show you what God will endure because of his love for you. This is real. This is true. This is what love looks like. And it's for you and it's for me. So come. Come and live in God. Come and live your real best life. Come because there's space for everyone. So do not let your hearts be troubled. Because you are loved beyond measure. Always. Let's join in prayer. Loving God, we still our hearts in prayer as we focus our minds towards your promise of love for us. We pray that your life will be our guide, that we will have the courage to follow you, to know the way forward through your example, that our lives will be inspired and led by what we know of you. We ask for boldness, that your love will be our standard, that we will love in your name, in your way, without condition, without fear, that we will show love to all and the promise of a better world, that we would act in your name. We pray for the strength to carry out your work, to love your people, to bring your kingdom ever closer. We believe in you, in your life, your death, your resurrection, in the love of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. So we try to live our lives in this belief, to put our trust in you always. We pray for ourselves, each at a different stage of life and faith, thriving and struggling and wondering and hoping and trusting. Grant us the grace to meet each person where they are, not where we think they should be. We pray for our communities, for our families and friends, our children and parents, our neighbours and our enemies, each one your child, our sister and brother through the love of Christ. Grant us the power to love all others as you love us. We pray for our church and all your communities of faith. In these strange and difficult times, grant us the wisdom to remember your purpose for the church, to show your love, to be your hands and feet in the places we live and work. We pray for our world, a planet which continues to bear the wounds inflicted on it by our waste planet that struggles at the moment through illness, a disease that we don't really understand and don't seem to be able to do much about. We would ask that you be with everyone at this time of confusion and fear, especially with those who work in our health services. Give them strength and courage, understanding and knowledge, wisdom, 
to work out ways to treat better those they find in their care. We pray for those who are sick, that they would know your healing, that their families would find comfort and blessing in you and in us. And we pray for all those who feel stuck, stuck at home, wondering what, what comes next, what happens about their jobs, about their homes, about their livelihood, those who struggle in their relationships. We pray for all of these things in your name and your promise to love us. We ask for these things through you because you have promised us to grant all that we wish in your name. And so we make these prayers in your name and for your sake. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you great peace. Today and always. Amen. We have quite a few things coming up in the next couple of weeks. Next Sunday we'll celebrate communion. So keep an eye on the Facebook page and the website for how we're going to do that. Um, it will probably be on Zoom and on Facebook Live, so you can watch it back later on if you can't join us. So that will probably take place at 10am next Sunday. So if you're able to join us, that would be fabulous. Bring your own bread and your own wine, and we'll join together in the Lord's Supper at 10am next Sunday. Book group is next Sunday evening at 730 we're reading Scrublands by Chris Hammer. You're very welcome to join us. If you want to get involved, then please go to the book group Facebook page um, or the website and we'll tell you how to get involved. Or contact me and I'll send you the link for that. We'll do that by Zoom so you can join by telephone if you want to um, and also obviously by video. Morning prayers continue on Tuesday and Thursday mornings at 9.15. Again, we do that on Zoom. And you're very welcome to join us. So if you want to join in a, a service that lasts about 45 minutes with some conversation in the middle and prayers for our community, then please, again, get in touch and I'll tell you how to do that. Sunday School continues to meet at 11am every Sunday, again using Zoom. So if you want to join in that, again, please get in touch. Um, either uh, email stninianss at gmail.com or email me, uh, Rev Stuart Cutler at gmail.com and we'll let you know how to get involved in Sunday School. It's for everyone, uh, particularly those uh, who are aged uh, primary school age and first year uh, at secondary school. You can join in our service now by telephone. We've set up a system where you can phone a local call number, so that's 01698 755533. You call that number, there's a short greeting message that tells you where you are, um, says something like, hello, this is St Ninian's Church, welcome, uh, in an automated voice. There's a short pause and then this service will play as an audio um, file so you can listen to the service online. It costs you, as the person phoning, the same rate as you would for a local call. So phoning the person across, across the road, uh, it's the same cost to you. So if you have a, an inclusive call package where you get three minutes, then it's a free call. Um, if not, then it's a, a very cheap local rate call. Um, so please let people know 
um, your friends and relatives who might not have internet access, this is exactly the kind of thing that might be for them. So please let them know that they can phone in and listen to the service. It changes uh, to the new service uh, on a Sunday morning. Uh, so from Sunday morning, uh, they can listen uh, to this week's service. I also want to tell you that um, we were successful in a grant application. We applied to Faith and Community Scotland for a small grant to help some of the children in Stonehouse. Uh, they've been off school now uh, for six weeks and uh, for some kids that's really difficult because they don't have access to the internet. Uh, they don't have a device that they can connect with their friends or, or they can connect to school so that they can get on with doing some of their schoolwork. So we're delighted to say that we were given £600 and we've been able to buy 12 tablets um, for children. So six will go to Stonehouse Primary, six will go to Newfield Primary and we're delighted to be able to help in that way. Thanks again for tuning in this week. It's brilliant to be able to have you joining us here at St Ninians. Don't forget you can keep in touch through the week on our Facebook page which is at St Ninians Church Stonehouse on our YouTube channel which is the same at St Ninians Church Stonehouse. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and you can keep up with everything that's happening. We hope to see you again soon. God bless.